0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision And it's my privilege to welcome into the studio the founder of Christian Outreach Centres, Pastor Clark Taylor Now, Christian Outreach Centres are now known as INC, International Network of Churches and uh, Clark is 83 years old, born in 1937 He is also, uh, there's a book been written about him recently called uh, a bloke from the bush, uh, uh, sharing a bit of his testimony. Uh, he's, uh, he actually came to faith at a Billy Graham crusade in 1959, was in the Methodist ministry, and was miraculously healed from cerebral malaria. Uh, he's had many dynamic encounters with the Holy Spirit. We're going to hear a bit of his story today, and shortly we will open the phone call, uh, the phone lines, 1-800-316-316, if you'd like to have a chat with Pastor Clark Taylor. We're asking a question at Facebook today. Have you heard Clark speak before? Have you been impacted by his ministry? Make a comment on Facebook and let us know. We're doing a Facebook Live today as well. Now, Pastor Clark Taylor, welcome to the studio, my brother. How are you?
1: I'm very, very well, thank you.
0: (laughs) It is great to have you along. And uh, for those who don't know your testimony, uh, I know it was outlined in the book, The Bloke from the Bush. Tell us a bit about uh, your early life and how you came to faith. Well, my father
1: was a farmer and fattening property outside of Rathdowney, but he bought a million acres up in the Northern Territory. And the property was a million acres, which is a lot of land. One boundary went 70 miles or 140 kilometers, and the other one, you know, anyhow, it was a big place. We had 148 riding horses. And I started in stock camps when I turned 15, and I was running stock camps at 16, working eight men, and it was a pretty rough life. Slept on the ground, ate without two hands oftentimes, and um, did a lot of things that are history now. So that was my formative years. Dad got killed in a tractor accident, and I managed the property. Actually, it was the 30th largest privately owned cattle station in Australia's history. Uh, So I was chuffed that I got the privilege to manage that for a year and a half. Then I came down south to our southern property to make it pay more money. And while I was there, a cousin of mine invited me to a Billy Graham crusade. I was in those days against religion. I thought ministers were bludgers. And I didn't, wasn't very fussed on Americans. Quite stupid of me but that's who I was. Very rough, uh, fairly, very quick tempered, fairly angry and I went down with my cousin to this Billy Graham crusade because I was dealing in cattle as well and, and I wanted to know the prices at Ipswich and he'd been there. That night, As true as I'm looking at you, I saw Jesus Christ standing in the air just looking at me. And the overwhelming thing happened to me, and I know the words that leapt into my heart. So it's all real. You did die on a cross for me. I don't remember one word that Billy Graham said. I was occupied with a vision of Christ that I saw. and When I came to myself again, he was making the appeal for people to come forward. I wasn't frightened of anything, fights or rough horses or wild cattle, but I was so frightened to get up and walk out in front of all those people and at last I said Jesus help me and I found myself going to the front. Well, every week Billy Graham sent me material for how many weeks I'd forget and I couldn't read or write that much at those times because I didn't go to school very much but I memorised every verse and i read every word he sent me i got four records old oh, 78 records of him preaching and i had a gramophone and i used to listen to them over and over so often that i memorized them and that, then I, I talked to god and and god would talk to me at the start i'd talk to god and he didn't say anything and mateship in the territory was the greatest thing to me and it it is a great thing but territory mateship means that if your mate's in a fight you don't even think twice it's not whether he's right or wrong you're into it with every bit of strength you've got and I thought well Jesus and I have become mates because I wasn't used to church and I said Jesus you're not much of a mate you don't talk to me and he started to speak to me. And I learned to hear the voice of God. It might sound audacious. I wasn't audacious. I just wanted him to talk to me. I wanted a relationship with him. And I was, in a way, determined to have a relationship with him. I learned God on the farm... I didn't learn about him, I learnt God. And so he used to talk to me and I'd talk to him. And he asked me to go witnessing to farmers. It was about seven or eight people went to the Downey Methodist Church. My parents were Methodists, so I was a Methodist. And so I started going around the farmers and I had conducted a social. I'd never been to one in my life, but I found out what you did, and I had the farmers pushing eggs around with their nose on the floor, and by the time I left, 18 months later, to go to the to Bible school, the church was packed, and at my farewell, uh, so many had got saved, they put on a minister and bought a manse in Rathdowney just to look after this church. The church was full, and they uh, started a Sunday school, and I got a lot of children there and all except one gave their lives to Christ. And and, um, so people were standing in the back of cattle trucks backed up to the windows of the church for my farewell. So why did I say that? Just to say that God is incredibly gracious. I was still rough. Like I was I thought, when I give up swearing, I'll be okay. But as soon as I finally gave up swearing, I noticed I had another problem. And after a while, I got to cotton on to what God did. He just give me a bit at a time, because he was, God is gracious. God is really nice. And if you are struggling with alcohol or drugs or relationships and or depression, If you fear, if you're struggling with it, talk to Jesus. Really expect him to talk to you, but you listen from the inside. You don't listen with your head. God talks to your spirit, your inward person. Listen from in there. Expect to hear God. If you hear yes or no or I'll help you, don't let your brain talk you out of it. Listen to God. Believe God. And God will walk you through whatever situation you're in. God is truly the nicest person you will ever meet. He is the kindest person. He doesn't hold our past against us. He forgives us. Christ died on the cross for you. He knew all about you and he loved you anyhow. He knew all about me and there wasn't all that much that was brilliant and he loved me as if I was the only person in the world. He'll love you too. You won't always feel God near you but he's promised I will never leave you, nor will I ever forsake you. So whether you feel him or not, he's there. Talk to him. Make him your friend. He is the best friend you could ever, ever have. There is no question. And I'd like to commend you to God and to say to you, put your trust in God. Jesus said, put your trust in God, Mark eleven twenty two. And he goes on and he talks about faith, having our faith. God is not difficult to know. God is easy to know, provided you come from your inner life. Your head discusses and argues and whatever, but it's your spirit your inward person, the hidden person of the heart. Peter calls it 1 Peter 3, 4. It's from deep within that you know God and God loves you.
0: Well, this is an amazing conversation we're having today with Pastor Clark Taylor. And uh, I know that uh, there's lots of people watching on Facebook Live right now. There's people comment saying, I'm so overwhelmed and People saying, I'm feeling the presence of God, and people saying, Pastor Clark, it's so good to see you again. So there's lots of people on Facebook, lots of people, I'm sure, on the radio that are recognizing this voice. Uh, Pastor Clark Taylor now 83 years old, and it is such an honor to have you with us here at Vision. And thank you for sharing a bit of your story and what God's been doing in your life uh, in the early years. Let's just move a bit more forward. I'd love to know a bit about the call of God on your life, and how you got into ministry, uh, particularly when you started Christian Outreach Centers, which has impacted the world. You know, with their worship music, their church planting. You know, it's been an incredible uh, move of God. Now known as INC, International Network of Churches. Tell us a bit about your call to ministry and uh, how the the history of Christian Outreach Centers, how it all started. Well,
1: um, the Methodist minister in Badesa asked me to preach in Rathdowney. That was the first time I ever preached. And he, when he asked me to, I was nervous, embarrassed, of course. And I saw written on the wall, this is where I want you, Clark, preaching for me. It was written there. I could still see it from my memory and sight. And so I went to Bible college. I thought, well, that's what I've got to do. So I went to Bible college in in uh, Brisbane. I'd hardly ever been in a city. If three people went past our station in a year, that was a crowd. Uh, so I wasn't used to people. I'd never mixed with young people. Uh, there weren't n- any young people in the Territory where I was. So it was out back, you know, long way out. And so I started my journey and I did six years of Bible college and then university and whatever um, to be a a Methodist minister but thank God on my journey there I got cerebral malaria Uh, I went over to see my fiance then, my wife now Anne she was in Papua New Guinea as a missionary and I got cerebral malaria I took my tablets but I still got it and it destroyed my brain. I went into fits for two years. And then I read in the Bible where God healed people. And that's what created this great desire to see people healed in me. And I said to ministers, "Uh, why doesn't Jesus heal today? And they said, well, we've got doctors now. I said, but they can't help me. Uh, They said, well... You'll just have to hope that science gets something. So I heard about uh, Jim Glennon at St Andrew's Cathedral, Sydney. He prayed for the sick. So Anne drove me all the way to Sydney to get prayed for. I didn't know anybody else who prayed for anybody. And I didn't get healed. But I was a, it, hugely impacted that people were believing God to heal them it made a big impact on my life, even though I didn't get healed. And I came home and, and I got a bit better, learned how to handle my brain so I didn't go into fits, uh, like I did go into fit and go unconscious for two hours pretty much every day. And I learned how to handle my brain. Um, then I was at the Methodist Church, um, wherever it was, close by, Oxley and Godfrey Williams who was, could be still alive on the Gold Coast he prayed for me on a Tuesday night Was I, I took a fit as I went into church and it was so embarrassing I didn't go unconscious and but I couldn't talk I couldn't move and people stepped over me and I thought why don't they pull me to one side I was so embarrassed and then God spoke to me, and he said, it's time for you to be healed. I was so grateful. I love God. I was so grateful to him for it. So I said to Godfrey Williams, uh, would you pray for me? I think God wants to heal me. He said, well, come on Tuesday night. So I went down on Tuesday night, and the effort of going there, and I walked into the church then I careered to one side and crashed over the pews and, and he came down and he came against the devil and he broke the devil and I felt like a steel band lift off my head from that day to this I've never had a fit and I've learned through my experience of praying for thousands of people That behind sickness, there is a spirit of infirmity. There was no sickness till Satan came to the garden. Everybody was well. And I have seen it would have to be thousands of people healed by the power of God. So, well, just heaps of people.
0: Yeah, well, I know that you saw that miracle yourself, and then you you really felt a call to preach the gospel, and, you know, it's incredible to see Christian Outreach Centers, the uh, massive church planting efforts that you went through. I don't know, was it like 800 churches at one stage that were planted? No, yeah.
1: no, we planted 170 churches. 170, okay, yeah. there you go. I was, I was yeah. speaking evangelistic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> tell, us, what, tell us the, about the birth of Christian Outreach Centers. Well, we
1: started with uh, 25 adults and six children in my home, We had a little home, um, and uh, then we went to Teachers' Union Building the next Sunday, and 100 people came. And then eight weeks later, we bought a building in Wollongabba. It seated 350 people. It was only a few months, and it was packed. And then we had to turn people away. They couldn't come in. So I leased with the option to buy... Uh, Victoria Street in West End. It seated a 1,000 people, and we put a hessian up to make it look a bit better, but it was soon filled, and we bought Kirilpa Street next door, and it had a big yard, so we extended it to seat 2,000 people, and we got that was filled, and then we bought 25 acres at Mansfield, and we built a 3,000-seat church there, and then we added to it two and a half thousand seats so we could seat five and a half thousand people and a thousand school and, and a preschool and Bible college and everything else. But the big thing was people getting saved. Mm. We put out a little magazine for 30 cents. It was called A New Way of Living. And uh, I've got a bunch of copies of that And on one night I read that 200 people came forward to give their lives to Christ on that evening. There was regularly 100 on an altar call to accept Christ. And in my reckoning, real reckoning, not evangelistic reckoning, we averaged 120 souls a week saved first-time decisions for eight years which was about 42,000 people. That was our children's work. We had 650 children. We bought five double-decker buses and we'd collect them. That was our youth work. We had about uh, three, 400 young people, and we'd walk the streets till midnight. On a Friday night, we got loads of people saved. There were many gangs in Brisbane when we started, when we finished eight years later there wasn't one gang in brisbane i had captains and lieutenants of every gangs were in my church and my youth group and there were yellow hairs and mohawks and yellow hairs mohawks everything was in that church catholic priests and nuns because i moved amongst them quite a lot i saw you know, huge amounts of nuns baptized in the spirit mm. and priests and They'd come to church and they'd dance with us and Mm. it was very lively. It was an incredibly vibrant place.
0: Mm. Wonderful. Well, we do have to go to an ad break in just a moment and we're on Facebook Live. Thank you to everyone who's joining us on Facebook. Um, Before we wrap up the Facebook Live and go to the ad break, I just had a stirring in my heart, Clark, that there's lots of people watching on Facebook, lots of people listening on the radio now that have been inspired by your testimony and your healing and... There might be people watching and listening right now that need you to pray for them. So could I just ask you to just pray over Facebook and over the radio now uh, for people to have healing in their bodies and maybe people that have fallen away from God that they'll come back to God today. Uh, Would you lead us in some prayer, Pastor Clark?
1: I'd love to pray for you. Open your heart to God. Be aware of God. Be aware that he's near you. He said he'd never leave you. It's not hard to get him to touch you. Now we're going to pray. You open your heart to him. Put your hand on wherever it is that you're sick. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that powerful name. And I come against every spirit of infirmity in the name of Jesus. And I break your power. Jesus destroyed you on the cross. That is, rendered you powerless and ineffective. You know it. I know it. And in the name of Jesus, I cast you from people and let people be healed of every type of infirmity. Now, all the pain. If you've got pain, there's somebody that's, you've got terrible pain in your neck. Your neck bones have been badly damaged but in the name of Jesus that pain is leaving your neck while I'm talking it is going now and it's leaving you and you can start to turn your head move your head around move it about and it's come right loose there's somebody else lower down in your back you have such bad pain that it is really bad but that pain while I'm talking because god is here is going from your lower back it's leaving you now and it's not going to come back that's there's another person your lungs have been all blocked you know like you can only breathe sort of shallow but while i'm speaking the spirit of god is flowing down into your lungs and he's opening them up take a deeper breath Take another one, take another one by about five breaths and you'll be breathing far deeper than you have for ages. And it'll just keep on going and you'll be totally set free. Totally. It'll just disappear from you. Somebody's got your eyesight. It's very dim and it's lightening up while I'm talking. It's just brightening up. And you're, you're seeing better. You can, you can tell like it's just happening just while I'm talking. I'm talking, but my spirit is connected to God. So it's God flowing into you. I can't heal anybody, but he can. God is doing some good thing. Oh, there's somebody here. You've got a really bad heart. Your heart is, is beating hard like a drum it's just beating and beating and beating but right now it's slowing down it's slowing down it's slowing down and pretty much now it's stopped well your heart hasn't stopped but the beating the powerful thumping of it has stopped and you'll find it won't come back because jesus christ loves you and his healing power is flowing into you and setting you free just because he loves you. He loves you very much. If you've never given your life to him, why don't you do it now? Say these words in your heart to God, Lord Jesus Christ. I ask you to come into my life to be my Saviour and my Lord. Please forgive all of my sin and failure and go on the journey with me and make me whole. Thank you for dying on a cross for me and I receive you as my Saviour now. Thank you very much for letting me
0: share. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Clark. What an incredible Uh, message that you've shared this morning and thank you to everyone on Facebook who's watching as well. And uh, Pastor Clark, we've only got a few minutes until we get to the news, but just share with us a little bit about uh, COVID 2020, everything that's been going through uh, in Australia and around the world this year. How should we be praying as Aussies in the middle of this pandemic?
1: I think that Psalm 91 is the greatest psalm uh, if you Believe Psalm 91, you'll have no fear. Uh, Of course you use common sense. God doesn't bless stupidity. But God does look after us with common sense. It, It says, Surely he'll deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He'll cover you with his feathers and under his wings you'll take refuge. So God looks after us. Uh, I personally have no fear whatsoever of COVID-19, and I don't think we need to have any fear of it. Um, God surrounds us. You know, I love the Passion, and I love Psalm 3 in the Passion, and it says, He will take me. He takes me and surrounds me with himself that's a marvelous statement and that's I've taken that for me and it's for all of us every christian he surrounds us with himself so covid-19 has got to get through jesus to get at me <laughs> i am very safe i i am as safe as safe can be and so is everybody who puts their faith in the Word of God, that God surrounds them.
0: Mm. Yeah, Pastor Clark, I just love the uh, the focus you have on God's Word, and uh, you know, in a a lot of uh, we've only got about a minute or go to a minute or so to get to the news. But a lot of people these days don't get into God's Word. But you brought your sword in today. Tell us just quickly, what do you do for your daily devotions with God's Word?
1: Oh, I spend a fair bit of time. <laughs> now, I meditate God's Word. I, and I study it, I read it, but I, for my private devotional life, I meditate on it. Yeah. You take a truth of God and let it roll around inside of you. Mm. And this is the great question. What will I be like when this truth is fully worked out in me? Mm. Mm. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Mm. What change will he bring about in me? and start to live it, it's, it's a wonderful
0: book. Absolutely. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. If you've got a uh, question or a comment for Pastor Clark, give us a call, 1-800-316-316. We've got Melinda from Warwick. How are you, Melinda?
2: I'm well. How are you?
0: Very good. Have you got a question or a comment for Pastor Clark?
2: Yeah, I would just like to thank him for all his years of faithfulness to the Lord and his walk, because um, he has um, impacted so many people. And I just, um, my life wouldn't be the same if he hadn't come across us in Strathpine many, many years ago in a tent meeting in Strathpine where Westfields now stands. Um, my life has never been the same since. Um, I basically have um, walked with the Lord and on and off, but uh, yeah. Well, um,
1: I'm really glad, Melinda.
2: this is good. Yeah. It's and I'm so pleased you're still with us, actually. When <laughs> I heard you on the radio this morning, I went, that's Pastor Clark.
1: Oh, good <laughs> on you.
2: I turned it up and stopped what I was doing to listen. It was good to hear your voice. And um, I'm pleased you're still with us because I wasn't even sure if you were. I haven't heard from you or about you for so long. So thank you so much for being around. And um,
1: Well, thank awesome. you very, very much.
0: And, Pastor Clark, uh, Melinda was saying that uh, it was a tent meeting in Strathpine where you were preaching there many years ago. Uh, did you do a lot of tent meetings around Australia?
1: Yeah. Well, I had a tent seating a 1,000 people. Right. And I used to put it up. I remember the Strathpine tent crusade. I'd put it up all over the place underneath the cover of a New Way of Living television program.
0: Yep, yep. I remember and, watching that program, I've found a new way of living, I've yes. found a new way divine, I have the fruit of the spirit, I'm abiding, abiding, in the, is that how it goes, yeah?
1: Abiding, abiding in the vine. In the yeah. vine, that's it. It's a great song.
0: And I remember you uh, used to jump up on the chairs and preach on the, the front row, <laughs> you get a bit fired up in your preaching, hey? Yes, I used to, <laughs> I was a lot younger, but uh,
1: I never had anybody go to sleep while I was preaching.
0: Well, I know it's screened in Brisbane, South Australia, Victoria, and New South Wales, and you would actually do altar calls, and many would come to Christ through the TV ministry, hey?
1: Loads of people came to Christ. Mm. I went down to Tasmania once, and we were in the University Theatre Hall, seated 750 people. It was packed to the doors. Mm. Over 300 made first-time decisions that night.
0: Wow, wow. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Uh, well, it's uh, been so good to hear from you, uh, Melinda. Thank you so much for your call. God bless.
2: God bless you.
0: Okay, and if you'd like to call through, phone lines are open 1-800-316-316. We've got David from Jimbooba. How are you, David? Well, how are you?
3: thanks Prince that. Yourself?
0: Good. Have you got a question or a comment for Pastor Clark?
3: I'd just like to make a comment, thanks, Matt. I just uh, appreciate God for the opportunity to just express my appreciation and thanks to Clark and my wife and I attended Bible college at CAC in 89. And in the 90s, we went up to Balbini CAC as associate pastors for 10 years. And then they asked us to come up to Brown's Plains. We've been here ever since. But when we went to a meeting in, uh, in, in uh, CAC many years ago, there was a moment in the time where we, we were looking for a church, and Clark just came along and said hello to us. And, he, and then we put his hands on our shoulders, and he just said, we'll have your, We'll have you here." And when he said that, it was just a wonderful impartation of, of, a, of a real paternal heart. I thought I caught Clark's uh, father's heart. So I just wanted to express her appreciation and thank Clark for all of the impartations that he gave into our lives and what we received uh, through those years of Bible college and in the years we attended here at Mansfield and in the ensuing years of we served in ministry. Uh, actually, my wife and I drove out to Boone a couple of weeks ago just on the other chance that we might just say hello and appreciate him. And it was just a wonderful time that we bumped into the CAC pastor, but we didn't actually see Clark. Uh, but, Clark, I'd just like to you on behalf of Jenny and myself, for both yourself and Anne, because your wife, Anne, was actually one of our lecturers at the Bible College. And she was wonderful, a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful woman of God, and she really has made an impact into our lives. And I received from your prayer, Pastor Clark, because I'm in the health crisis at the moment, so I really received your prayer, and I really want to thank you for everything that I've received from God and through your mantle into my life. So just want to appreciate you and honour you as a, as a wonderful uh, wonderful man of God and a, and a wonderful influence in Australia. And, and I think Australia hasn't seen anyone uh, that has touched the churches like church, you church touched the church, particularly in a faith and the spirit man. And we see so much impartation, so much understanding through, through your life, and we just want to honour you and regard you and appreciate you. So thank you very much.
1: Thank you very much for your kind words. I appreciate it very much. It was a pleasure leading people to Christ and helping people get to know God. It's been the greatest pleasure of my life. Mm,
0: wonderful. And I know uh, David just mentioned uh, your wife, Anne. Uh, how's, how's her health? How's she at the moment?
1: Anne is really good in herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't uh, walk around as much as she used to, mm-hmm. but uh, she's really good in self, and we're both very happy and we love God together and uh, so we're enjoying our life
0: mm, Wonderful, well uh, give her our love and regards as well on, on behalf of uh, everyone that's calling up today uh, call through any time, 1-800-316-316 uh, we've got Pastor Clark Taylor with us for another 15 minutes and we've got Kate from Queensland, how are you Kate? Hi Matt, I'm good, how are you? Good, have you got a question or a comment?
2: I've got a question. Actually, it's funny how we so easily say "I'm good" um, <laughs> as an automatic thing, but I was actually wanting to ask for prayer from Pastor Clark, please.
0: Yep how can, how can we pray for you today?
2: Um, if you could please pray for breakthrough, um, been under a lot of um, warfare, physically, um, mentally, spiritually for a long time, just for generational strongholds and curses to be lifted, and just for complete healing from abuse and other health conditions as well.
1: Well, Kate, why don't you uh, just. You come to God from deep inside yourself. It's not from your head, it's from your spirit. And in the spirit is where you receive. Now, Jesus Christ on the cross destroyed Satan's power totally. You need to believe that. It's not just a doctrine it's something we believe that he might destroy him who had the power of death that is the devil the word destroy means render ineffective and powerless so that that's a fact now i'm going to enforce that over your life father in the name of jesus christ i enforce over this precious person the victory of the cross The destruction of Satan's power to hurt her. In her nervous system, her physical body, her emotions, I destroy the power of Satan and all of his demonic spirits. And in the name of Jesus, I minister freedom into her life and let that freedom blossom like a flower in her life and in the name of jesus i put a shield around her so that satan cannot come back and attack her father let a feeling of freedom come over her now and remain with her lord you encompass us round about with yourself do it for her right now in the name of jesus amen
0: Amen, amen. How you going there, Kate? Thank you.
2: Emotional, but good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I always encourage people after they receive some prayer uh, to keep thanking the Lord for the yeah. healing work he's doing in your life. Uh, you know, some miracles happen instantly. Sometimes healing happens gradually. Either way, you just keep walking in faith and thanking the Lord. And uh, keep us updated here at Vision about how you're going, hey? <laughs> I will, thank you God bless you you Kate, thanks for your call Bye And if you'd like to call through, phone lines are open 1-800-316-316 We're talking with Pastor Clark Taylor We've got him for another 15 minutes So don't put it off if you want to call Now's the time, 1-800-316-316 We've got Errol from Slacks Creek How are you mate? Oh well thanks mate Have you got a question or a comment for Pastor Clark? Uh, A comment actually Go for it
3: uh, yeah, I uh, I just want to uh, say hello to Clark because I got born again in 1976 through Fred Price and Clark at C.O.C. West End.
0: Fred Price and, I, and Clark yes. at C.O.C. West End in 1976. I was one year old then. That's
1: a long time ago, isn't it? <laughs> um, I was one of Clark's deacons
0: at, at West End. There you go. Good old West End. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Uh, I heard recently... Yeah, you go, you go, you go, Errol. Excuse yeah. <laughs> Clark married my wife and I in nineteen seventy nine. Nineteen seventy nine. He did your wedding, huh? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Really good.
3: Uh, you probably remember me, but anyway, I just want to say hi, Clark and Ed.
0: Oh, good on and you, God. Errol.
3: Bless my brother. <laughs> good Blessing for God you. God for Christ.
0: And God really bless you. <laughs> good on you, mate. Thanks for your call. God bless you, Bye, Errol. Thanks.
3: Al. Thank you very much. Pressure, mate. Thanks.
0: Bye bye. And uh, interesting, I was actually, uh, a friend of mine has planted a church in West End recently, and he told me that it's actually one of the least Christian suburbs in all of uh, Australia right now, all of Queensland. Certainly. Is that right? Yeah, because there's such a uh, multicultural flavour there, and there's a lot of homelessness, you know. Interesting. Um, maybe we need to redig the wells of revival <laughs> in, uh, in West End, Pastor Clark, eh? I reckon
1: it's still <laughs> sitting over that. Bi- 100 Victoria Street, West End, Brisbane. Amen. Amen. I reckon it's still there. Yeah,
0: <coughs> absolutely. Uh, phone lines are open 1 800 316 if you'd like to call through. Uh, okay, well, let's uh, open the phone. See, who have we got there? Hi, this is Margaret Deal. Hey, Margaret, where are you calling from? Uh, One turn of south in Victoria. Victoria. Have you got a question or a comment for Pastor Clark?
2: I'm just wondering if Pastor Clark would pray for me. I have cancer. I've had it three years in a row, and I'd just like to be done with it.
0: What kind of cancer is it?
2: I had bowel cancer, and I had liver cancer, and now I've got spots on my lung, spots on my liver, and a few other ones that are floating around in that area.
1: Well, Margaret, I want you to think of the greatness of God God is so great, so huge. He spake a word and this whole world came into being. He upholds it all by the word of his power. He has all the power to destroy that cancer right through your body. I want that knowledge to fill you and let that knowledge be in you. Now we're going to pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus, we stand against cancer. We cast it out. We break its power. Cancer, your life is finished and Margaret will live free every bit of cancer to go out of your body in the name of Jesus. Father, in Jesus' name, we take it out, we break its power, and we let it go. And Father, let your healing virtue flow into Margaret, and let it be so powerful in her that there's no room for anything else. Now, in every bit of her body, let the name of Jesus be Lord, and cancer, you're finished. Father, we believe you for it. In the name of Jesus, amen.
0: Amen. How are you going you there, Margaret? Thank
2: so you much for that. Um, I'm good. I'm feeling a bit teary at the moment. But no, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you very much.
1: I believe bless for you, guys. Margaret.
2: Thank you. I'm believing too. Thank you for the healing.
0: God bless you. you. God bless Bye. you. Thanks. Bye. If you'd like to call through, phone lines are open. 1-800-316-316. Pastor Clark Taylor is my guest in the studio. And uh, we've got him for another 10 minutes. If you want some prayer or you want to have a, have a chat with Pastor Clark or maybe you've got a question, call through 1-800-316-316. And we've got Joy from WA. How are you, Joy? I'm very
2: down at the moment. I'm sorry. Um, I've been suffering from depression since my husband died and I seem to be getting worse and the doctors can't help me. I pray all the time and my friends are praying for me.
0: Okay, so Joy, Joy's been suffering from depression uh, and uh, would you like us to pray for you today?
2: Oh, please. I'd appreciate it so much. Yep. Joy, Joy's been
0: suffering.
1: Joy, depression is a curse from the devil, isn't it? Depression is just an awful thing and I'm so very sorry that you're suffering with it. But you know, like if you light a fire in the bush and the smoke rises off the fire. If you could imagine that all that depression is like smoke and it's lifting off you, it's just going from you. I'm just giving you imagery to, and now I'm going to release faith. But I want you to see depression is going out of you, it's going because Jesus Christ. The mighty Holy Spirit is taking it from you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I have implicit confidence that you will take that depression out of joy and it's going to go right out from her. In the name of Jesus, go from her. And the cause of the depression to be healed in Jesus' name. Now let good thoughts come into her. Let positive thinking come into her. Let positive, your Bible is the most positive book in the world. And let the positive power of the Word of God get into Joy. And Father, let that thing be gone, totally gone. Joy, are you feeling any different at this moment?
2: I'm I'm very pleased with what you were saying to the Lord for me.
0: Night, Wonderful. Well, that's good to hear, Joy. There's a bit of feedback in the background, so we better go. But thank you so much for your call, Joy. We'll be praying for you.
2: Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor Taylor. I appreciate it so much.
0: Bye. God, God bless. God is good. God is good. Amen. If you'd like to call through, phone lines are open 1-800-316-316. And we've got Mary from Brighton and Victoria.
2: Hi, Mary. Yes, that's right. Hi, how are you?
0: Good. Well, have you got a question or a comment?
2: Well, I was wondering if it would be possible for the pastor to pray for my son, my youngest son in the US, who has a young family over there. But for most of his life, through a trauma that happened to him when he was younger, he does suffer from mental health issues and he just can't get a go on with his life. He's, a, he's just such a talented young man and he's got everything he needs, but he hasn't got Jesus at this stage. And I'm a Jesus. I'm a Jesus mother.
1: Well, Mary, we know this, that God knows everything, all of our past, all of the present, all of the future, and that God can diffuse the powerful hurts that come into our life, the abuse, the hurt, the pain. And so now we're going to pray into that area that it will go into your Son. Loving Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray and where he was affected when he was younger. Father, in the name of Jesus, we take that, we take it out of him. Just as if it was a lump of clay or something, we take that emotional hurt out of him in the name of Jesus. And in the name of Jesus, we take it right out and cast it away And we bring the healing power of Jesus into that early part of his life. Let the healing virtue, even though he doesn't know we're praying, he's in America, but Lord, you're in America. And in the power of the name of Jesus, go into him and let him say, something's happening inside of me just now. Something's going on inside of me. Let that awfulness lift off him and stay off him in the name of Jesus and grant God that that young man would be whole, really whole and at peace in the name of Jesus.
0: Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen. so very, very much. God bless you all. And thank but you for what's happening this morning. It's a miracle. Thank you. Bless you, Bye-bye. Mary.
0: Thank you, Mary. God bless. And we've got uh, Craig from the Sunshine Coast. How are you, Craig? Oh, good, thank you. Uh, well, you've got a question or a comment for Pastor Clark?
3: I do, I do. Look, I, I just, um, I've been a Christian now for nearly 40 years, um, but I'm finding um, some some churches now, which are evangelical, are kind of denouncing like if there, that there is a devil. Is that a problem today? Like They're, they're thinking that maybe it's just just our thinking you mm. know, that we've got to... So Good question. you find
0: that is, is time? Good. Good question, Craig. Pastor Clark, what are your thoughts? Uh, Craig's saying that some churches are preaching that there's no devil. Uh, oh. What's your thoughts on that, mate? <laughs> well, I
1: think that uh, when they die, they'll find out there is one. <laughs> Jesus Christ believed in the devil. He cast the devil out of people. Uh, Jesus spoke a lot about the devil and... Uh, If Jesus Christ believed in the devil, I believe in the devil. Mm. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. There is no lie in Jesus. He talked to the devil. He told him to leave people. The spirits of infirmity, he cast them out. So I would say that if any pastor says there is no devil, that pastor needs to read the Bible.
0: Yeah, very good. Well, Pastor Clark, our time is almost up, and I just really want to thank you for your time today. Uh, if people want to find out more about your story, uh, they can uh, get their hands on the book, uh, The uh, the Bloke from the Bush. Is that what it's called? <laughs> just a bloke from the bush. A bloke from the bush. Yeah. Uh, and uh, your your daughter actually put that book together, didn't yes, she? Yeah, she did. Yeah, wonderful. And uh, I know that you're still preaching a bit. You're still ministering, yes. traveling around a bit. Uh, if people want to catch you preach, where can they hear you preach these days?
1: Well, I'll be... Uh, that Logan City Christian Church this Sunday morning. Okay. But uh, I'm not sure where I'll be <laughs> uh,
0: anywhere. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, it's been such a blessing to have you here. And once again, I encourage people to check out the Facebook Live video, facebook.com forward slash Vision Radio. Pastor Clark shared his testimony and prayed for people uh, over Facebook and over the radio today. And uh, let us know if you have had uh, healing and had a breakthrough in your life. Contact us here through our Facebook page or through our website. And uh, in just a moment, we're going to hear from Glenn Williams from Halftime Australia. Hang around for that conversation in just a moment. But Pastor Clark, thank you so much for joining us today, mate. It's been a real blessing.
2: Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.